0: Wasn't Chris Farley originally supposed to voice Shrek? That's right.
1: Did yeah. he do any of it and then he passed away or he did something, yeah. Oh wow. He did he did a lot of it actually. Was it good? It or, was great.
0: or do you think do you think fate stepped in not to be morbid but do you think Mike Myers was, in the end, the better choice, or would have Chris Farley carried it? Do you think?
1: I don't think it was better or worse. I think it was okay. just different.
0: Did he tap in any of that crazy van down by the river? Like, did he do any of that with yeah. Shrek?
1: Well, a little bit. Oh, a little bit, that would have been cool. It was. It was. It was some really good stuff. You're riding down the Harland Highway. Uh-
0: You want to wear cans or no? I can wear cans. Yeah. It's up to you. What do you think? Fine. You like them? Yeah. Crack a cold one before we get going.
1: (laughs) Uh, That sounds even better. (sighs) Cans.
0: How are you, buddy? Good to see you. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the... uh, harland highway podcast let's hit the theme music right out of the gate because we got a special guest today Uh uh-huh now that's right it's the harland highway podcast and uh very 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 special guest here today (laughs) well don't laugh at yourself let us do that (laughs) uh conrad vernon is here ladies and gentlemen and uh if you don't know Conrad's face, if you don't know his name, he has touched your lives because Conrad, and I'm, I, I know I'm going to embarrass you because you're a humble guy, hmm. Conrad is probably in the top tier of animation movie directors in, on the planet. Um, he's directed Shrek 2, uh, some of the Madagascar movies, Robots and, no, what is it, Monsters and Aliens? The Adams Family movies. Uh, What else? I mean, one that you were in, Sausage Party. Sausage Party. That's right. Yeah. I mean, Conrad has done it all. Ketchup right over here. Yeah, yeah. I played. I did like three or four voices in that movie. Oh, the druggie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can I tell the people the process for for that for for how we did the voices for Sausage Party? Yeah. So Conrad calls me up one day, and by the way, me and Conrad have known each other what thirty years now, at least. Yeah, 30 years. And um, and so Conrad calls me up one day and he goes, I'm doing this movie called Sausage Party. And I'm like, okay, sounds great. And then you can you come over and do the scratch the tracks for me? And for, for people that don't know what a, a scratch track is, it's the preliminary voice tracks that get recorded that the animators can work from before they bring in the final voices, like like the big celebrity, or the final voice that gets cast for the thing, is that's that, right. that's, that's
1: accurate? Right. Yep, temp voice.
0: Yeah, temp voice. So, Connor says, "Come on over. I, I I need you to do the scratch voices for like three. It was like three of the the main characters, wasn't it? For the for the the movie?
1: Yeah. Well, you were doing Michael Sarah's part. Yeah, and then you were doing. Uh, what else? You were doing licorice, ketchup. You were doing all sorts of voices. Yeah,
0: so I did all these voices. So I go over to Conrad's house. I'm thinking we're going to be in the studio. Conrad goes, yeah, go into my closet. There's a microphone in the closet. Yep. So I literally, I'm in there with Conrad's shoes, and I think you have a Leo Sayer polyester suit.
1: Yeah, and that's when I hit you on the back of the head with a wrench. <laughs> yeah, and I never <laughs> left.
0: Are you sure you won't have another sandwich, mother? Clonk. <laughs> So I'm in your closet doing all these voices, and uh, you know, I didn't know what the movie was at that point, really. You, know, you told me a little bit. And then the thing comes out, it's hilarious. Did you, did you love it after doing like movies like Shrek that are more like family movies? How did you feel about doing like a really kind of an R-rated movie?
1: Well, it was, it, was, it was my dream come true, because ever since the movie Heavy Metal came out in 1981, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've wanted to do more adult animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I want. I, I just saw rock and roll and big boobies, and I, when I was thirteen, <laughs> and I was like, oh,
0: oh, with heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Just
1: like that's what I want to do for a living someday. So yeah. Uh, when <clears throat> I, I just finished up Monsters versus Alien, Aliens, and Seth was in it, and he calls me up and says, "Hey, come up. We want to pitch you something." So I went up there, and it was uh, Seth and Jonah Hill and Evan Goldberg, his writing partner, and and. <laughs> They put me in the right state of mind, so to speak. Excuse
0: me, before we go any further, as a guy who does voice work, can you please put the mic over by your mouth? What? No, you're you've got it like this. You're like so. Then, anyways, I was (laughs) come on, guy. All right, (laughs) I thought you. I was doing it, and you were (laughs) fine with it. No, that's far. I'm clearly not fine with it. So I had to (laughs) grind the show to a screeching halt. <laughs> all right. And now I'm directing you, director. Let's start over. Let's start this all No, over. no, it's fine. But just keep it there so we, we want to hear what you have to all say. Right. How's that? Oh, now it's
1: getting very mm. All right. Mm. So anyway, I went over to yeah. the house and they, they said, we want to do an R-rated animated movie yeah. about a bunch of hot dogs who escaped their packaging to go fuck buns. <laughs> and that yeah. was the whole pitch. I yeah, was it. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. That's great. This is exactly what I've been waiting for my whole life.
0: (laughs) And our buddy, Greg Tiernan, the Irish director, Mm -hmm. he worked on it too, right? Yeah. It was his studio that did all the animation. Up in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And he did the actual voice of the the potato, the Irish potato. They're coming
2: to get me. Oh, they're peeling me fucking skin.
0: That's the guy. See, I could have done that voice. Why do you need a real Irish guy? Well, you you were ketchup. Oh, yeah, that's right. But Ketchup ketchup, and the ketchup goes on potatoes. That's almost like rock, paper, scissors. A little. Yeah. Um, so you, you do a sausage party, and uh, did you love that experience? Because I remember when, when I went up there to see you in Vancouver, you showed me a segment that never made it into the movie. There was a segment that you did a reel of. It never went to full animation, but it was all the food having a sex orgy. That is in the movie. No, but not the version you
1: showed me. Yeah, no. No, I mean, there there were some acts that were had to be taken out. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because the MPAA was like, yeah, you you can't actually squirt mayonnaise, which is kind of ridiculous, you know. So yeah, there was no fluids. Yeah, no, no fluids or creams or or <laughs> gels or anything could spatter.
0: I know, but that's what I mean. The version you showed me, there were like people giving golden showers and, and oh, yeah. just scatting. and it was like well, there was, was like was a wo- bottle
1: of ranch jacking off over a bunch of uh, of um, vegetables. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, and then we had someone like fingering someone else, and then chocolate came spurting <laughs> yeah. out of their back end, and yeah, yeah. We, uh, relish was everywhere. And yeah. So they were like, they were like, none of that.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you guys, you found almost every taboo, like sex scene you've ever seen on a porno channel, mm. and put it into the food thing. And what you had in the movie was like a seven to me, because no one else saw what. But the the scene that you couldn't put in that I saw that was like a twelve. Yeah, like but I think you actually took a live video at one point as a promo thing. You had a video of Seth Rogen and the crew watching that scene. Well, they, the,
1: the the storyboard artist was pitching it.
0: For oh, the was first that what time. it was? Yeah. yeah.
1: And so we just turned the camera around to the audience. Yeah. And and while he was pitching it, everyone was like. Screaming in tears, yeah. and we we actually oh. we actually looked up online, uh Foley for porn movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, Foley being like the noises that yeah. guys make, like in the background, like footsteps. And so, what'd you find, Foley for porn movies? Yeah, so let we, me guess, we it we was Dave imagine.
1: Foley having sex with a nun, <laughs> slapping, yeah. yeah, slapping wet. <laughs> And uh, no, it was it was like these these guys would take like raw pieces of chicken and, and slap them on the on their forearms and no stuff, way. and they would take like wooden spoons with like this this slurry of of, of uh, baking soda and water, and they would fling it against a mirror, <laughs> and that's what you would hear, you know, Ew. stuff like that. <laughs> what was the chicken one again? How did that go? It was it was a chicken thigh, and you just slap it on your forearm. I'm never going to KFC again. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Um, you came here for a little chit chat. We were here to have a little talk, and you Went ruined right KFC pornfully. for me. You ruined it. Sorry, um, but you—you you know, Connie, the movies that you've done, like you've—you know, you, people don't realize this. You're like like an A-list director in the animation world. You know, you you go over to cons to the film festivals. Have, have some of your movies won Oscars and stuff? No, they've been nominated. Nominated. See, that, that's pretty wild. When you started your career in animation, did you anticipate
1: going that big and that far? And No, no how, I, I didn't anticipate all that, no. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We were trying to get Sausage Party nominated, and people were totally into it. But, uh, yeah. but I was like, oh, if this gets nominated, it's going to be so good. It would be good because,
0: and that's what movies like that movie shook the th- everything up. Like it, it went against the grain. It was edgy. It was it was non political. It was it was just crazy. And that's what that's what animation
1: and art should be, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we open the door. That's what we were trying. To yeah. do. I know that there's some other studios out there getting ready for more R-rated animated mo- movies. Um, I'm doing a new one. Um, what right is it? Now. Can you talk about I, I it can't yet? Talk about okay. it now? Yeah, because it's not. It's yeah, not fully greenlit yet, but we're okay. working to get oh. it done. Ooh, am gonna I going to do all
0: the scratch voices in your closet? Yeah, you'll be back in the closet pretty soon. <laughs> Can I get some mothballs at least? Last time I left your house, I had moths laying eggs in my hair.
1: <laughs> That's all right; it's the kids' room now. Okay.
0: <laughs> what were we talking about? Your kid. You earlier we were talking about your kid. And what do we say? What you said? Oh, you said. I said. Oh, I've got a kid. And now I've got to take, I got to wake up every day and I realized I got to take care of this kid for the next 18 years. And I said, well, if you're lucky, maybe he's a runaway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I said, there's always hope. Yeah. <laughs>
0: now, um, but what's the trajectory for Sausage Party now? Is there any more life to it? Is there a sequel? Is yeah. there a TV? Oh. There's,
1: there's a TV show. Really? We're doing a series. We got picked up for that's. What I'm gonna be doing right after this? You're, you're leaving here and going back to Sausage Party. Yeah, we're we're it's, it's on Amazon. Cool, and um, we have two seasons. We got picked up for two seasons, and so we're right in the middle of it. Right I guess now. the big question everyone's wondering uh, is: Ketchup in the uh, TV series at all, or Ketchup? He's in the TV series, but he's not saying anything. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> you know, just a, he gets spanked. He does. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hot <laughs> oh, yeah, policy does. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And Is it
1: going to be as edgy as the movie was, like uh, on, or edgier? Uh, it's well, I mean, shit. It's it's a little edgier because I'm not going to give anything away. Okay. But I thought after the orgy in the movie, I was like, where the hell are we going from here? Yeah. It, we go further. You do? Yeah. Orgy, orgy is like, like. Child's play compared to Good. some of the shit we do in the TV I love show.
0: It. You know, you've, you've set the you've set the premise, just go for it. I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. But tell people too, because like I, I want to go back to Shrek for a second. Like okay. because Shrek at one point, probably for a, a decade or two, a decade and a half, it was the second highest grossing movie in the world, wasn't it? It was right mm. below Titanic. Yeah. It was Titanic. And then Shrek 2. Yeah. And then all the Marvel superhero movies started coming out, and then everything shifted. Right. Now Shrek's like 60 or something like that. Shrek 2, but for a while... Adjusted for inflation and all that. Yeah, adjusted for Iron Man's underpants or something. (laughs) But how did that make you feel? I mean, knowing, walking around, being a director in the animation world, did, did, did that... Did you think about that a lot, thinking, man, I directed the second highest grossing movie in the world, or do you think through that prism like money, or for you, is it more creativity?
1: It was more creativity. I mean, yeah, didn't see the money yeah. aspect of it. It was weird that it went, you know, we went to Cannes with it, and that was a blast that was craziness so it, explain that so you <clears throat> go to the Cannes
0: film festival in france and what's that like like you're walking red carpets and tuxedos
1: and yeah it's just it, it, it's it's weird it's it's, yeah. it's it's very surreal you go there and suddenly it's like <laughs> i remember walking out on my balcony and Ooh. all these cameras from below yeah. turned up right at me and then they <laughs> focused in and and went Uh, this is no one and then they turned away and and just started watching for someone important oh no it's weird because you get into the car and everyone runs up to the car and looks in the window who are you who are you and they're all wearing shrek ears and wow it was it was kind of weird
0: well that's what i said at the beginning it's like because you're in the animation world all of that's behind the scenes you know an animated movie takes three four years to complete and you're in offices and cubicles and sound booths and and studios so so it's not like a director like a Quentin Tarantino where you're behind (laughs) the camera and yelling action It's, it's all technical so that's what I said at the beginning you people might not know you to see your face but the body of work that you've done dude like it's 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 monster when you accumulate when you stack up everything you've done like you're a you're a top tier director, man. All right. You tell everyone. Well, that's what I love about you because you, you don't wear that. Like, I know, you know what you've done, but you've always been the most humble guy. Like you, you, I I even gave you shit a few times. I said, Conrad, do you realize you could go to any bar in Hollywood where there's gorgeous chicks sit at the bar and list your resume and you, and you're like, ah, no, that's not my world. You know, it's just like, but the stuff you've done, is it's amazing, dude. Picking up
1: on people in a bar as the gingerbread man <laughs> yeah. I don't think would work.
0: Oh, look at here. So for those of you, this is a great surprise. <laughs> surprise. This is, this, is a, this is a huge surprise, everybody. So speaking of Shrek 2, speaking of voice work, now you're going to know Conrad because Conrad did the voice of Gingy, the gingerbread man in Shrek 2, right? In all of them. Yeah, in all of them. In all the I, I mean, can we
2: do the voice a little or how does it go? If it doesn't pop our ears out <laughs> We're in these cans with that voice coming through
1: It's like, oh my God. Doing that voice for yeah. video games was the hardest because It was. <clears throat> yeah. The movie you act. In video games, they just say, Can you scream it a louder? <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I'm always like going, get the almond! You know, it's just like, (laughs) you know, know, chasing and running and screaming constantly.
0: And isn't it funny when you do a voice session, they always, at the very beginning of the session, they tell you to do all the screaming stuff. And it's like, no, you're going to rip my throat out. We'll
1: do the screams at the end. But this is only screaming. Oh, God, forget it. I had like hot tea, honey. Oh, God. Gargling it. So let me ask you this, because
0: I think the the Gingy voice, the gingerbread man, was probably the funniest character of all, to me, that came out of the Shrek movies. Mm. Now, did that come out of a fluke? Like, were you just doing Scratch that we talked about earlier? <laughs> like, like when I was in your closet, were you just filling in a voice and did it? And tell, yeah. tell the story how Gingy came to life.
1: That was... Um I'm trying to figure out how far back I'll go. Well, basically, just, just, I'll just tell the story from the very beginning. Yeah. Because it has a little process in it, too. Yeah. They, <clears throat> Shrek didn't have any fairy tale creatures in it at okay. one point. Where I think we had a, the storyline was a bunch of knights from Duloc came and they just burned his swamp down. And then he went to Duloc to find out why they burned his swamp down. That was the whole. That thing. was
0: it. And wasn't Chris Farley originally <laughs> supposed to voice Shrek? That's right. Did yeah. he do any of it, and then he passed away, or he did
1: something? Yeah. Oh wow. He did. He did a lot of it. Actually, was it good? It or, was great.
0: or do you think? Do you think fate stepped in? Not to be morbid, but do you think Mike Myers was in the end
1: the better choice, or would have Chris Farley carried it? Do you think? I don't think it was better or worse. I think it was okay. just different at yeah. that point because. You know, um, Mike Myers completely embodied a different character. Yeah, he probably put the whole Scottish thing on it too, you know. Yeah, but, and yeah. made him a little more acidic and, and a little more guarded, you know, uh, which was, you know, part of the story. When when Farley was um, Shrek... It, it, the story was completely different. He oh, was, was a happy-go-lucky ogre who wanted to be a knight.
0: Oh, did he tap in any of that crazy bam down by the river? Like, did he do any of
1: that with yeah. Shrek? Well, a little bit. Oh, a little bit. That would bit. have been cool. It was. It was. It, it was some really good stuff. Um oh, okay. the, but then when Mike Myers came in, the story had changed, and so he embodied a completely different character and created what everyone sees on. The yeah, now. which is great on its own, by the way. But was there ever a moment when Farley
0: died mid-process where they said, "You know what? Cancel Shrek. We're not. Farley's gone.
1: Sadly, let's we can't move forward." We thought there might be something like that, but luckily the studio stuck with it because it had already been through three directors, four rewrites, wow. and it had been in production for like four or five years. Wow. <sighs> And then once, I think I think once, once we got Mike Myers on board yeah. and we got, we got Eddie Murphy on board and Cameron, he has the cast was just too big to you couldn't to, to, to it. let it go. Yeah, yeah. So you know, luckily we we we, uh, we kept going forward, and I think you know basically the story team got together and came up with this idea about putting fairy tale creatures. Yeah, so in the go back swamp. to
0: go back to how Gingy came to life.
1: So there we were all sitting around and we were saying, okay, well what fairy tale creatures can we put in there? We Pinocchio, um you know, the three little pigs, uh you know, uh the the what are you, the fairy princesses from Sleeping Beauty, uh, you know, Snow White, Seven Dwarfs, all yeah. these things we're listing them off. And then the gingerbread man came in and they were like, okay, well, what happens to the gingerbread man? Well, he's the one who's going to give up where all the fairy tale creatures are hiding yeah. and, you know, that are left in lock." And so...
0: <laughs> Just thinking about him cracks me up. I'm going to tell them the story about the voice message I, messages I make you leave, but keep going. <laughs> keep going.
1: So, yeah, so they were like, oh, okay, well, we'll uh, Conrad, you take that scene. You know, basically, Farquaad's going to you know farquad farquad
0: sounds like something you're doing farquad. an out, outhouse
1: in a trailer park <laughs> exactly Did someone
0: just farquad
1: <laughs> they left it on the back of the toilet <laughs> um, they uh, but basically uh, they they just gave me that scene and yeah. said okay figure out how farquad gets the farquad god <laughs> gets the uh gets the information out of it yeah. i said well maybe he tortures him maybe he sticks him in milk Me he breaks his little legs off yeah and uh and so i kind of just i wrote that scene and then when i when you write oh, so the you scene, wrote this you wrote the gingerbread stuff too yeah i wrote the oh, i wrote the scene i love it and then boarded it out and then got up and you pitch it yeah and the more voices and music and sound effects you can do to sell it, the better. Yeah. So that's when I, you know, came up with
2: with that little voice.
1: You know, it <laughs> yeah. has well, kind of like this
2: Baltimore accent sometimes,
1: and uh, and so I uh, I just pitched it with that voice, and they were like, "Oh, this is great! <laughs> Put it in the movie." I did the scratch for it and then they went out and tried to get actors yeah, to no. do that voice. No and they were can. like yeah, no one you. can do that weird fucking voice. So you do it. <laughs> so I was like, all right.
0: Wait, where where did the voice come from? Like where where <laughs> inside of you did you hear that voice? A
1: friend of mine, Mike Mitchell and I.
0: <laughs> oh Mike, yeah. He directed uh, uh Ace Bigelow Deuce
1: Bigelow. Deuce Bigelow, Deuce Bigelow male gigolo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did, uh, four, and yeah. He did Shrek four and he did he's Doing a kung fu panda now. Wow! Um, but he uh, he and I used to talk about these little Nancy boy kids that we used to babysit when we yeah. were in like high school. He, yeah. he was I said, did you ever babysit one of those kids that wears <laughs> like they're like eight and they wear open toed sandals <laughs> and pink shorts and. And they're just a little off. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, they look
0: like boarding school rejects. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apple crisp hair. Uh-huh. Yeah. And rosy, <laughs> yeah.
1: rosy, rosy cheeks. Yeah, their freckles are mixed in with pimples. They look like a pizza, yeah. <laughs> it looks like they're wearing, like, base coat makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, and so we were doing that voice. Where he goes, yes, yes. He said, I used to babysit this kid. And we took him to dinner one night when we were babysitting him. And he gets out of the car and he's got his dad's shoes on. And we're like, what the fuck are you doing with your dad's shoes on? He goes, yeah.
2: My dad said someday <laughs> I'd fill his shoes. And
1: they were like, God damn it. Get back in the car. We gotta go get your regular <laughs> shoes on. So, so that voice, we used to do that voice. You know, you know, and the little character that we came up with was called Randall Candy. And we're like, well, I'm Randall Candy.
2: <laughs> For Christmas, I'd like three gallons of rose milk cream.
1: And uh and so that was just the voice I put into the gingerbread oh, man. Oh, God. But I gave it some toughness. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Bless that kid. <laughs> God,
0: I'm telling you, when that voice came on, it just popped out. It just kills me. And so what used to happen is in my daily routine, you'd remember this, sometimes when I'm having a bad week or a bad day or I'm bummed out about something, mm-hmm. I would phone you mm-hmm. And I'd say, Conrad, phone me back and leave me a message as Gingy. And you would phone and leave me like a 30-second message. Do you remember any of them? Like, no, I don't remember any of those. I, <laughs> uh,
1: the only one I remember leaving, not you, yeah. but my nephews when they were like four. Yeah, My sister would call me and she'd go, they're not going to bed. Can you please call and tell them in the Ginger man voice they have to go to bed? Yeah. And i go, yeah. So she put it on answering machine, and I go, Hello,
2: Eric and Evan, you need to get into bed right now. Go to bed, you're driving your mom crazy.
1: You know, like that type of stuff. And, and so I, I don't remember what I – I think I told you some dirty jokes in Gingerbread Man's voice. Well, we always used to throw in
0: a lot of, like, food items. So what, I, what I'll do is I'll set up an improv. I'll be your cousin, Gingivitis – <laughs> and you be gingy, All right. and I call. I I have you over at the house and ask you to drive me to the dentist, and we'll just you be gingy, and I'll be gingivitis. Ready?
1: And, and I'm driving you to the dentist. Yeah,
0: we're driving. All right.
2: I woke up with bleeding gums again, gingy. Can you drive me to the dentist? It's about time you decided to go to the dentist. What time is it? It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I hope he's open. Oh, my God. I knew you woke me up way too early. You should have gone yesterday when I told you to. Well, you're lucky I didn't come into your room and breathe right in your nose with my gingivitis breath. You've always had shitty breath. Why don't we stop at Marshmallow Mountain and eat some tangerine treats and raspberry twirls? That sounds great. Wait. I thought you were going to the dentist. I'm trying to give you rot mouth, so you go with me, freak. Oh, I lost my teeth years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I just love it. Can't get enough of that voice. Have you ever done it making love, be honest? No.
1: Are you I going think, to? I, th- I don't think I'd no one would finish. <laughs> if that was if I'd you're willing to try out. it. Try it? Yeah. You want me to make sex sounds as Gingy?
0: No, I'm talking about making love to your lady in real life. Have you ever, you know, people do voices when they're making love. Have you ever done Gingy while if, love making? I
1: think if I did it, I'd have to wait right till the end and go, because if I did it any earlier than yeah. that, she would throw me off. <laughs> and she'd be like, we're done. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey everybody, check out my merchandise at harbling.com. Yeah, most people just slap some letters or images on a t shirt or a hoodie, but not me. Yours truly. Guess what? I draw my own designs. At harbling.com, you can see tons of my hand drawn t shirts. Uh, you can either buy the original or you can buy a print and uh, man, oh man, wear them loud and proud. Um, I love making these designs for you guys and uh, keeping it personal. So check out the whole uh, catalog. We got hoodies, we got coffee mugs, we got uh, t-shirts, you name it, it's there at harbling.com. Get your uh, Harland original design wearable art at harbling.com today. And uh, thank you for your support. And I'll just keep the, uh, the groovy images coming. We were talking about, uh, by the way, I love that story about how Gingy came around. So um, I want to go back and let people know when we sort of first met. All right, Because we sort of first met when we were like hanging around in Glendale with the animation crowd. Right. And one of my best buddies, my roommate from college, Reg Bordage, was buddies with you. So yeah.
1: I met you through him. Yeah, you actually I met you for the first time. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna count any of Spaff's parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first time Howie and Irene and the other friends of ours yeah. brought you over to uh, when I was married. Yeah. Like, to Muriel and I's apartment yeah. in North Hollywood. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's when you walked in, and I was like, oh, shit, it's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think the, the first thing that we hit it off was, I, I had asked you if you'd seen the movie Xanadu. Oh, God. And you said, no, I haven't seen it. And I yeah. said, oh, it's amazing. you you got to watch this. They, they have, they have like, as far as the eye can see, like brown neon. And that's when you lost it and said, I've never seen brown brown neon. neon." And who wants to? (laughs) Well, I've seen it in that movie. Orange, yellow, and brown neon. You know, you could just look at your own skid marks at that point. (laughs) (laughs) But then you
0: hired me. One of the first times we ever worked together, you were directing a TV cartoon called Itsy Bitsy Spider. That's right. Yeah. So Conrad brings me in. And back in those days, when I went to do voice work, like I had to be really comfortable. So whenever I did voice work, I'd take my shirt off and do it topless.
1: That's right. Yeah, I remember that. So
0: Conrad brings me in. I get in the sound booth. I take my shirt off, and Connor just looking at me like, Okay, you ready? And it's then, like
1: seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, I think. it was bizarre.
0: <laughs> but for me, it's like I just had to do it to be comfortable. And then I think I did the voice of a little donkey, and it's kind of like,
1: yeah, yeah, how you doing there,
0: buddy? Yeah. What was the name of my character?
1: It was. Uh, oh God, like, that's like, that's like twenty five, almost thirty years yeah. ago. It was like a donkey or something. I, I just had you, like, improv a story. Yeah. About the donkey. Yeah. He was he was a little kid show host. Oh yeah, okay. And and then I said, "Okay, so just make up his origin story." And you made up this origin story about him falling asleep with some sweet pickle relish on one of his legs. <laughs> and some ants came and ate one of his legs off, and now he was the one-legged donkey. Oh god. It was the one-legged donkey show.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that was wild. That was fun.
1: That was that was for a kid show. And we were so high. The whole were you? We were making. Where, that what show. were you high on? Uh, the pot. The pot. <laughs> yeah, we would. We would just to make up these crazy premises for this show. We would, yeah. we'd we'd get a little, little buzzed, and then we'd go in and we'd write them. I love it. I love it that the kids are watching shows that are like guys
0: whacked out on drugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's their... Well, when we were mixing that show, this couple who was yeah. doing a mixing next door to yeah. a, a, like a like a cop show or something yeah, like yeah, or a yeah. drama they came running in and they said are you guys working on Itsy Bitsy Spider and we said yeah and they go oh my god we get high every sunday and we watch that show see it's <laughs> like that was the audience we wow. were reaching <laughs> yeah you were
0: man the crackheads are watching your show <laughs> cray cray so now let's fast forward to like like decades later so we got to see each other here and there at parties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then going back to my old college roommate from animation college, Reg. So he's working at DreamWorks. Yeah. You're working at DreamWorks. They've got a huge campus over in the valley in Glendale. It's right. like huge. It looks like a university. They actually call it a campus. The
1: campus. It looks like a college.
0: Yeah. it's It's got all these buildings and a cafeteria and all this stuff. And it's just all animation people. Yep. So I, I naively call up my buddy Reg one day. He's working over there. Say, hey Reg, I got an idea for a movie. Uh, is there someone I can call and pitch it to? And so he gives me a number of this guy Chris Kuzer who works over there. He's a development guy. You kind of talked to him this week? Yeah. So and and so I called him up and I said, Hey Chris, it's Harlan. He goes, Okay. And I said, I got this idea. I gave him a little like one line. He goes, Why don't you come in like tomorrow and we'll talk? So I go in. I go in and I pitch him. <laughs> I, I pitch him the idea I had. Right. And um, um, before I pitch it, he goes, hey, why don't we go outside? There's a little outdoor, like, balcony area we, that, that sort of we can sit outside. So we're sitting out there. I pitch him the idea, and he really likes it. He goes, oh, I really like this. And as I'm pitching him, as fate would have it, you must have been going home from work. It was like 5 o'clock in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, I was my you, way out.
0: You walked out the door through the little, like, patio area – and I go, Conrad, you go, hey, Harlow, how you doing? And, and, and Chris goes, you know Conrad? And I go, yeah, we know each other real well. And uh, and he goes, oh, that's great. And I said, yeah, I'd love to have him work on this idea if you do it. Yeah. And cut to they they bought the idea. I called you. I said, do you want to be on it? And And we ended up working on a movie, an animated feature, for 11 years. Yeah. We developed it for 11 years, and it never
1: got made. And three different heads of development picked it up. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was like the first time we pitched it, it was like Jeffrey said, yep. Jeffrey Katzenberg. Katzenberg. He said, yeah, this is good. Go ahead and do it. And I think we were working with Christine Belson. Christine Belson, first, who's now running Sony who's Animation. Who's now running Sony Animation. And and then we worked on it with her for a long time. And yeah. then it got shelved. And then... Three or four years later, yeah. Alex Schwartz was head of Alex development Schwartz. and Bill Damashki pulled it out off the shelf and said, yeah. Let's try this again. Yeah. We tried it again. We worked on it for a year, year and a half, yeah. and then it got put back on the shelf for another yeah. seven or eight years.
0: And by the way, we we wrote the script. We had beautiful <laughs> artwork. There'd been all kinds of development storyboards. Yeah. It, it was so far along.
1: And and yeah, and then and, you know, I think. For five or six years actually later, um, they had a, an all new regime yeah. at DreamWorks yeah. and they pulled that back off the shelf and said, let's give this a try again. Yeah. And we turned in, the they, they gave us new notes and new ideas and we went back and we yeah. rewrote the script and we turned in that version of the script literally 10 years to the day from when we turned in the first original yeah. version.
0: It's unbelievable. It was such an extreme ride. And it was a great idea. We can't really say what it is because it's still owned by DreamWorks. But after eleven years of Conrad and I, like intensely developing this thing, rewriting the script over and over, bringing in other writers, doing new artwork, talking about it with you know the the heads of of DreamWorks, and 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 they finally just let it go after eleven years. And apparently now it's in turnaround. If somebody wanted the idea, they could pay, I think it's like a million dollars or something now to... I don't know if it's that much. No. Oh, good. The less is better, maybe. Oh,
1: we didn't make that.
0: Yeah, no, we didn't make that. (laughs) But maybe someone out there, if you're looking for a great animated movie idea... There you go. um, Yeah, hit us up. But you know what's hilarious about that whole journey is, you know, we had to work with Jeffrey Katzenberg who was one of the, you know, kind of the top players in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, like, uh, he maybe not so much anymore. He probably still is, but I think he's sort of retired more now.
1: I think he's even more into politics now.
0: Yeah, but back then, he was, like, up there with Spielberg and and Lucas, and he was, like, like a top player. And it was so funny to me because, because I sold this script to DreamWorks, and then me and you were working on it, and Reg, my buddy Reg, Somehow, I ended up getting an office at DreamWorks. Yeah. Somehow, my office was four doors down from Jeffrey's, and it was the most bizarre thing. I'm this kid from the suburbs of Canada, (laughs) and I'm driving into work every day to DreamWorks, and on the way to my office, there's Jeffrey standing in front of his. I'm like, morning, Jeff. How you doing? Oh, hi, Harlan. You know, and then I... Go to my like it was bizarre.
1: Well, I think it was the two hundred dollar Jack in the Box gift certificate you oh, bought. Oh yeah,
0: in. that's right for Christmas. <laughs> two hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, my credit card got canceled.
1: Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so I, they didn't believe.
0: I was <laughs> talking to Jeffrey one day and he said for whatever reason he loves Jack in the Box. Yeah. And so I was like, Well, this is my first year here. I better, I gotta get the boss a Christmas present. <laughs> So I go to the drive-through at Jack in the Box. I go, can you give me a two hundred dollar gift certificate? Because I'm not going to buy Jeffrey Katzenberg a ten dollar gift certificate. I was trying to impress him, of course. Yes. Curly fries, curly fries galore. So I go to, um, I go to, uh, I, I buy this gift certificate for two hundred dollars. My accountant calls me like 45 minutes later, says, your credit card's just been canceled. I go, why? Somebody just put $200 on it, a check in the box. <laughs> it literally, they canceled that you're my card. They're probably
1: thinking, is it one person? <laughs> yeah,
0: like some fatty got a hold of my, my credit card and went right to Jack have in the 36 box.
1: 36 sourdough <laughs> yeah,
0: melts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I remember Jeffrey was such a, and maybe not to you, I was always sort of impressed by you, but because he was such a top tier guy, people were so nervous around him. Like uh, even the top executives at DreamWorks, I'd see them dancing around this guy. They were so like on edge. And I think Jeffrey knew it. I think that's, I think that's part of the mystique and part of the smartness of being a talk, top executive. You, you kind of mentally know how to puppeteer everyone. <laughs> and I got the sense that Jeffrey knew how intimidating he could be and it wasn't like he was a bully or anything but a lot of times he would just kind of be silent and i could just see the executives like almost trembling if he was too silent i remember we'd be in a few pitch meetings and in the middle of the meetings you know they some of the executives would start and he'd just pull out his phone and start
1: <laughs> yeah and
0: i'd see this would be the executive so anyways then the thing and the thing is we go to the so, and then we're, we're going to strategize with the and they they looked and it would just Jeffrey would just blow their mind. He would just
1: be scrolling through.
0: Oh my god! And they were
1: so intimidated. Well, that was that was the day of the BlackBerry. Yeah, he had so a BlackBerry. Like little typing going on,
0: but it was so interesting for me to be around that because I had a whole I had my whole acting career, my stand up comedy. So he he was never an intimidating factor to me. And I remember the, our first meeting with him when we pitched, you know, the big group meeting when we pitched our idea. Yeah. And I was in there after the pitch. I'm like, so anyways, Jeff, I think the uh, thing. And, uh, you know, Jeff, I think. Uh, and here's another thing, Jeff. And as soon as the meeting ended and Jeff laughed, I'll never forget it. Instead of everybody, going, oh, that was a great meeting. The exec was like, oh, my God, Harlan. Nobody calls him Jeff. Oh, my God. You called him Jeff? Nobody ever does. T- Nobody calls him Jeff. Like, that was the big takeaway take from the meeting. <laughs> I know. It blew my mind. Like, it just showed me how freaked out they were. And from that moment on, I studied Jeff, and I realized he really used silent moments and pauses and just looks. And he he was a master at sort of controlling the forces with, with, you know, kind of mental
1: games. Yeah, I I think a lot of the nervousness and fretting was self-imposed from a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I think I think they just assumed that he was kind of mind fucking them, but I don't know that he was. And well, it you're was, right.
1: It was you know the first time I remember the first time I ever pitched to him. Yeah, I worked on Ants. Oh and, yeah, and I and I boarded this scene out, and it was supposed to be the, the 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 role originally was written for Arnold Schwarzenegger for the lead in Ants, not the lead. Okay, uh, the lead was Woody Allen, but um, his best friend. Okay. Uh, who uh, and it was originally written for Schwarzenegger, but then, you know, after thinking about it for a while, they're just like, "Oh, you know what? Who would be great for this? Actually, is is Stallone would be amazing." Oh yeah. And so I I I I kind of I came from TV animation where you kind of write your own stuff a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, especially the like, 11 minute cartoons, like, you know, Ren Stimpy and yeah. all those old ones. Did you like, work on Ren and Stimpy? I did briefly. Oh, wow. And then, um, and then like Rocco's Modern Life, you know, they had yeah. these little 11 minute things. And yeah. so a lot of the board artists would write their own stuff. So I came from that world. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I looked at the script and I said, oh, I've got a couple of ideas for this. So I wrote some new lines and kind of punch some things up and then put a couple visual gags yeah. in there. And I remember they said, okay, well, Jeffrey, we were working up in San Francisco. Jeff. It's Jeff. Jeff is coming in and, uh, and I call him Jeffrey cause that's just what I got used to. Scaredy cat. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't make me call him that. Jeff. So it's any-
2: Jeff. Jeff, your macaroni's ready. Jeff, come and get your Jack in the Box. Jeff,
0: sorry, sorry, I had a moment. Yeah, sorry. you did. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> I had a Jeff seizure. This, this.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! I think I just threw my Jeffrey out.
1: <laughs> You've been holding this in a long yeah. time. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you for I this. Know, that's good. This is yeah. therapeutic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I so. I said, "Well, he's coming in, and you're going to pitch this to him." And I and I got immediately got nervous, and then I just was like, yeah, "Fuck that! I'm not going to get nervous if yeah, if you he were doesn't so good if he the doesn't room. like it, I go back to TV." Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I went in there and I pitched, and it was kind of a out of body experience because it was I was you know totally wigged out because it's the first time I'd worked on a feature. Yeah, yeah. And by the end of it, they said, oh, my God, he was cracking up. He was, he, was, he was howling. We've never seen him laugh that hard, blah, blah, blah. That night, he put me on his jet, flew me back to L.A.
0: His private jet. Him and Spielberg had a jet. Yeah. And I got to go on it once, too. We flew up to uh, San Francisco for something, but keep going. And that's surreal. Yeah, that know, was because, surreal.
1: Because I, like, I was like, oh, they said, well, we want you to come back tonight and pitch to Stallone. And I was like, oh, wow. shit, okay. And so I thought, okay, well, i got to get a Southwest flight. And, no, no, you're flying home with Jeffrey. So get on the nice. jet, and it's weird. It's it's crazy. I'm like, where the hell am I? This is nuts. We land. We get into a car. It takes us to, at the time, the William Morris Agency. We go into a room. Stallone walks in. And then that's when you get that weird out-of-body where you're you're kind of sitting in the upper corner of a room looking down on yourself doing yeah, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I don't remember anything about actually doing that. Wow. But but it was just it was it was just about getting past the nervousness and yeah. just saying screw it. This yeah. this is what I do. I hope you like what I do. Mm-hmm. If you don't, well, I'll move on. We'll just yeah. move on from each other.
0: Yeah, you have that initial moment of <laughs> intimidation where you're like, "Oh my god, this is the head of the thing. This is the guy." The... And and you kind of go in your head to you go, "I can only do what I can do. I can only do it the best I can do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw it at the wall. I'm going to do, try and do my best. And, and you're right. You, you got to learn how to just let it go and leave it alone. Do you remember this? And I remember, but I want to see if you can back me up on this and be honest. When we finished pitching our movie mm-hmm. and you did the majority of the pitching, like I threw in a few well-timed, like, yeah, and that's one, of the thing, but you did like 95% of the whole pitch do you remember at the end, Jeffrey
1: said, that's the best pitch I've ever heard? Yeah. I mean, he he was basically, he said, that's a full package. Yeah. It's a whole, that's yeah. a, you got everything in there. You've got yeah. a great story. You've got great main characters. Um, and you have a theme. Yeah. He, he loved it. It was such a shame it didn't get made, but it's still
0: out there. And sometimes movies take forever to get done. What was the theme? We can say that. Yeah, um, to stand still too long and life will pass you by. Yep. Yeah, was now, the
1: maybe theme. people can guess what the story is based yeah, on. Yeah,
0: that. yeah, maybe they'll guess. But, um, but, but that goes back to what I was saying about you kind of stepping into this top tier level because now you're flying in Jeffrey Katzenberg's private jet. Now you're going down the red carpet with, uh, with him at, at, at Cannes now you're mingling with Stallone you're mingling with i mean i did a, another voice on uh, one of the other movies where i went in the same day that Charlize Theron was there what was that the Adams family that was Adams family yeah yeah and 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 but you you're de- you know you're there with Seth Rogen you're you're dealing with top tier a list celebrities i mean what's tell me about that what's that like for you
1: it's great i mean it's 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 great to work with these people cuz they they bring it you know yeah. i mean it's it's like there's when you are watching this, and, and that's why you're actually in the movie and not just Scratch. Because when you're when you see Scratch, yeah, you know, you're it, it's just like people it, it that you get that are production people that just yeah. come in and go, huh? Yeah, you they're know? filling
0: in, yeah, yeah.
1: And and then you realize how much they bring to the table when they go when they come in and they they not only do a great voice and there's great acting, but yeah. they also bring in like. Oh I have an idea for a line here or like <laughs> this is a perfect example this happened a lot on sausage party because it was just all comedians yeah yeah <clears throat> and and so there was this time when Michael Sarah came in and he was talking about because his character has this little it's like the 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 sausage casing wasn't all the way filled yeah, so yeah. he has this little slant yeah, on his head dent, and he's, yeah, yeah and he's yeah. shorter shorter than everybody yeah. else and he's like, yeah, maybe I'll find love someday. And he goes, maybe there's like a, I don't know, a smushed bun or something that i yeah. you know. And so we, we actually love that, that improv. So yeah. we, we wrote that into the story where at the very end, one of these buns in the package gets smushed. Yeah. And then when during the orgy, Barry's just kind of wandering through watching everyone fuck. And then he looks over and he sees this smushed bun. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, wow, that's Perfect. just for me. And yeah. runs for Oh, I love it. So, I mean, stuff like that is yeah. priceless. You know, you, yeah. you get all those ideas from, from from these people that just, yeah you know.
0: And it's just, it's got to be fun to, to, to step into that. that it's, it's sort of an elite world. That's what I, I'm alluding to, obviously, with you, is you you have a window into a very special place that, you know, only top-tier directors in the live-action world, like Tarantino and Scorsese and Woody Allen and people like that. Like, you... you rub shoulders with all these huge stars and these huge festivals and it, it's pretty pretty amazing you know quite the uh you know huge career with all that i'm stuff.
1: lucky i got to meet him and get to work with him i yeah. mean you know i got to work with with martin short a few times who oh, i love God, yeah. yeah and Hilarious. you know just, just when you get to meet the people that inspired you when you were a kid john cleese martin short steve <laughs> martin all these people i got yeah. to work with and it, it's I, that's that's what i love the most it's to be able to meet him and work with him.
0: Yeah. And out of all the big kind of movies you've worked on, is there a favorite or is it, is there one that sticks Sa- out?
1: Sausage Party was the most satisfying creative. Oh, it was. Experience. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I love all the movies I worked on. Yeah. They've all been fun and hard as hell. Yeah. It's so much. Just real quickly, tell them the process from
0: the moment they say, we want you to work on an animated feature.
1: To the day it's finished, it's three, four, five years, right? Well, I mean, the actual production of it is like two. Yeah. But you're not talking about how long it takes to write the script. You're not talking about rewrites. You're not talking about getting artists to do, you know, paintings for you and designs for you and and make this package that you then take to the studio and say, Do you want to make this? And if they say no, that all goes out, all that work goes out the window. Yeah. So, like for instance, Monsters vs. Aliens, I worked on for two years before they actually greenlit it. Yeah, and then once they said, "Yep, we're making this," then it was another two two years and change. Yeah, to finish it off,
0: it's such a long process. And then sometimes, I mean, when I was at DreamWorks, I saw not only our movie, but I saw multiple movies that were deep down the development road and then just gone. Yeah, there was a know? couple. Yeah, there was a couple that I yeah uh, worked on just that just didn't that didn't, yeah. like no yeah and it's a, it's just amazing the work and the depth i mean with the one we were working on i mean i remember the the the, the, the Bill Damascus giving me a release date he goes it's coming out in this year we love it oh my god like it was all this stuff and just
1: pfft. there was there was always a reasoning behind it there was no. there was always like i remember the first time it was like well it's too much like toy story mm mm-hmm. That's what they're afraid of. Which and, it wasn't. Which it wasn't. And then the next time it was like, well, it's not a big enough tentpole movie. Yeah. You know, it's not a gigantic yeah. action. Yeah. Balls out extravaganza. And then and then the last reason we got was, uh, oh, this won't play internationally. Yeah. So, I mean, there was always a reasoning behind it, but it I was. I
0: wish the reasoning came the day you pitched it and they, they said, yeah, this just won't work. Instead of 11 years. <laughs> But that being said, all the fun we had, all the times we had to spend writing and yeah. doing artwork and in meetings, I mean, we had a lot of... We even got to the point where we de- developed our own language. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, no. That's this right here. What's that? Oh, yeah. Sea fleas. <laughs> That's
1: a no, slee stack. sleestack. stack. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we... that was we'd actually be in meetings or waiting outside of me and we'd we been through so many we'd get to the point where instead of we'd just be like well, we'd see each other walking down yeah. the
1: hall and you'd just be creeping up behind
0: we'd go to the cafeteria at lunch, salad <laughs> we just did it all the time. eating bacon yeah. <laughs> um, well, one of the things that I love about Conrad is, is you know, all your success with the movies and everything. That that's at a studio level. You know, I've been in Hollywood a long time, and I've been fortunate enough to be in in the movie industry, the TV industry, the voiceover, and the stand-up comedy. Like I've been able to have a very varied career. <clears throat> And, you know, I meet a lot of artistic people and, and, and I think to myself, there's certain people I meet and I go, boy, oh boy, Hollywood was made for these people. And you're one of those guys because, you know, after spending so much time with you, I look at you when we're developing the movies and it's not only just hearing your creativity when we're pitching ideas or we're actually writing the script or we're throwing ideas around, or you're sitting down and doodling. There's a peanut in Jackson's hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you you have such a – you are creativity. Like, you're such a creative person that I think the initial idea for Hollywood was to find people like you and and extract from them all the gifts that they have. So, to me, you've always been one of those guys. And case in point, there'd be a lot of times where we'd just be sitting there talking, and you'd just start doodling. And at the end, I go, well, what are you doing? And, and you hold up. It's just a doodle, but it's like, dude, I'd hang that on my wall. I'd do a T-shirt <laughs> of that. So one thing I want to do, and I'm going to p- com- compress it down, but I want to bring out, like, piece of paper. All right. And why don't we both just do a doodle, and we can either pick some words or we can just do a random doodle. If you want to pick, like, a few key words to base the doodle on, or we can just come up with something
1: out of our heads. You, you come up with something. Okay. You, you come up with something, and then we'll. Okay. We'll draw whatever it means to us right off the top of our head. You want me to come up with something for yeah. both of us? Yeah. You just come up with like a phrase or, or anything. Okay. Uh, cucumbers go to.
0: Cucumbers go to the roller rink. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, the other end of that has, a, a has probably a, has a better tip for you. This you is just, too tiny. That's too I'll tiny? Do, do you want a Sharpie? Yeah, because this one has an angle on it. I have a Sharpie too.
1: Cucumbers go to the roller rink.
0: Or if you want to do All something right. else, it's totally up to you.
1: Do All right. Let me, let me, let me try Whatever you
0: here. want. And take your time because we'll, I'll I'll edit this down, but...
1: All right, it, just the first thing that comes to your head, right? Yeah, right. Great. How's yours coming along? Oh, good. Done. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is God. Run over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> and this this looks like one of your T-shirts. I like yeah, that. look at that. I like that guy. You like the hands? Yep. Oh, see,
0: hilarious. <laughs> you actually, at one point, because I, I love your doodles, when I was developing Puppy Dog Pals. Oh, right, right. I asked you to do to, to, to the design. So some of the early designs for my my cartoon Puppy Dog Pals. Yeah. You, you did – I'll see if I can find them and put them up on screen, but, you know, Puppy Dog Pals is like little pugs. Right. And you did these great, hilarious, like, uh, 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 illustrations for pugs, and we actually were looking at those at the beginning of the show and thinking of using them. That's right. Yeah, they were great. I remember. And
1: this, I think this is your
0: favorite character. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. This is my favorite character. So, this is a character that's actually from the movie we wrote together. We won't say what it is, but he's. Oh, I love this guy.
1: I guess we could say his name, right? Sure. Yeah, this was Mr. Meaty. Oh, wait, I forgot. Yeah, For thanks. some reason, this is important.
0: <laughs> yeah, the anger. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Meaty's a hamburger patty on the loose. And he always had,
1: I forgot the sweat. There was always just a little bit oh, of meat yeah, gotta juice. Oh, I got to add the
0: meat juice. To, yeah. What's that called, that stuff? The uh, When you dip, you, au jus? Is yes. that what it's called?
1: He's sweating oh. au jus. He's sweating au jus.
0: There. Oh, look at that. Look at that Mr. Meaty. <laughs> um, well, before we go, I got two last things, and we're going to wrap it up. All right. Because we've known each other for a long time. Mm. And I thought it wouldn't be appropriate if I let you leave here without me pulling out the cinnamon journal and reading a poem about our friendship. Please. Is that all right? sounds
1: lovely. Are
0: you all right with me reading to you from my cinnamon
1: journal? As long as I don't have to look you in the eye while we do it.
0: No, because I'll be busy reading. So you can can gaze at me if you want.
1: I will. I'll do that.
0: So this is, we've known each other, what, I'd say, what, almost 30 years? Has to be 30 years. God, dude. Well, this is a poem, for Conrad and Mai's friendship. Hello, friend, special friend. Wait, what's that? Just hello, funny friend. Yeast fudge, cinnamon crisps, garlic wisps, blueberry termite tits. Oh, hello, friend, slap-happy friend. Rhubarb delights, gingery crab claws, nearly young skid-marked underwear hanging from a chandelier, Sigourney Weaver's wig humping a hedgehog. Oh, hello, friend, and hi there, too. As you wander down life's long, dusty road, the wind in your face, the croak of a toad, I'll be there at the curbside to lighten your load. With a nice cold glass of Newman's own raspberry lemonade. Oh, don't you know? So, hello, friend. Hello. Hello. Hello, friend. Can I get you some jello?
1: Is that it? Yeah. Beautiful.
0: Well, it seemed like you paused for a minute
1: there. I didn't know you were done.
0: Looked like you're going to get sick.
1: No. No, I was just waiting to see if there was anything else. It could have been longer.
0: Hello, (laughs) Um, Fred. That's
1: beautiful. Thank thank you. you To our
0: friendship, right? Yes, I love that. Um, The last thing we do, Connie, (laughs) to all our guests, this is called Words from a Wooden Shoe. This is an authentic Dutch clog. There's words inside. Reach in. Read the word and see if it triggers a story or a memory from your life that you can share with the gang before we go.
1: Uh, oh God. Okay. Hold on. Ooh. What's the word? Well, it's two words. Okay. Trapped somewhere. Ooh. The first thing I think of. Yeah. This podcast. Oh, no. (laughs) Very good. No. Uh, but close. I, I, the only thing that I've ever felt completely trapped in is a conversation when I'm really stoned. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I like I, we used to go to these parties over at Spaff's house Yeah. and we'd smoke a little and I would get into like someone would corner me and get me into a conversation and I just remember going, I have to get out on this conversation yeah. in my head. I'm like, I gotta get And I'm just like kind of nodding and smiling <laughs> yeah. and they're and they're just like talking and I started getting agita and I was just like, oh my God, I can't, yeah. I can't walk away from this. I can't, I can't, I can't I'm trapped.
0: And a bit of paranoia too, like mm-hmm. just everything's flooding. Yeah, and then all of a
1: sudden, my brain starts saying, "What if you just spit at him? <laughs> wow. What if you just spit in their face? Right? What yeah. would happen?" Yeah. And, and then I was just like, "Going, oh my god, don't think this yet. Oh, I gotta get out." That never so, happened with me, did it? <laughs> no, it did, it did not happen with you. Right. <laughs> it's and it, God, now I just walk away. This yeah. was back when I was like, like at a party and yeah. I was trying to, you know, work my way into. Yeah. You didn't want to like culture. ruffle anyone's feathers. Yeah. Or I didn't oh, wow. know the people that were throwing the party very well. So I was trying to be friendly and, and open and, but someone would just, just come up. And say,
0: yeah. And I'd be like, Oh God, you just want to be out laughing in a convertible eating like a chili dog or something. Anything. Sausage
1: Anything. party. That's the only thing. I've oh, about. cool.
0: Well, Connie, before we go, tell everyone if they wanted to find you on social media or any. Or tell them about mm-hmm. any of your upcoming projects. Anything you want to plug or say to the gang before we shut her down?
1: I don't have any. I mean, I'm on Instagram. at Connie V Seven Eleven. Okay, that um, just has a bunch of my artwork and stuff. Oh yeah,
0: go look at it. Th- that's what I mean. Like his artwork is freaking amazing so go look at his artwork Thanks. on instagram
1: um it really
0: is it's like these are great but wait till you see what he does it's unbelievable
1: and yeah there's nothing i mean sausage party will be on amazon someday
0: yeah <laughs> when's the kind of did you have any idea we don't no, have a we yeah. don't
1: have a, a, a an air date yet um but it'll be within the next year okay or well, so
0: can we maybe just as a treat to the gang and the show with a with a soft little gingy and gingivitis goodbye? Yeah, sure.
2: Well, it sure was fun having you here, gingy. Thanks, gingivitis. I hope, I, I hope everything went well at the dentist. Well, I lost three teeth and I need a root canal. That's alright. I don't have teeth, as you well know. I just have icing lips. Really? I know about a glory hole down at the Shell station. Here's a here's a question: If I'm a cookie, what are you? A man? <laughs> a gingerbread man?
0: uh everybody conrad vernon right here on the Harlan highway pocket buddy thank you man my a, pleasure dude what a treat i haven't
1: seen you in way too long so I know. we live in austin now so we... i
0: know it's great and we we stayed at your house when we went out for the austin First film festival that's right and uh just great to see you buddy keep your beautiful talents going out there to the world and best of luck on all your new projects and uh Love you, buddy, and great to see you, man. Love you, and thank you
1: for having me on, and appreciate it.
0: Oh, yeah. It's been great, and until next time, everybody, chicken chow mein, baby.